You're stupid too as I You're stupid too as I You'll never live You'll never die You're stupid too as I Welcome back to the Better Off Dead Minute Podcast The trashy podcast that analyzes the savage Steve Holland classic Better Off Dead One paranoid minute at a time I'm Curtis Blaze from thesacknews.com. And I'm Jason Hummel from Mondo Confidential. Today we are casting a concerned eye upon Minute 52, which starts with Lane barely escaping from the sinister paperboy mafia and ends with Jenny preparing a very lively lunch. Curtis, what happened in Minute 52? The following. In the last minute, Lane was chased all the way home by Johnny and his army of sinister paperboys. As the minute begins, Lane is still out of breath and afraid for his life, declaring to Dad that they're out there, Dad! They're after me! Playing into Dad's suspicions that Lane is on drugs. At 51 minutes and 23 seconds, Lane notices a commotion coming from Badger's room and decides to investigate. At 51 minutes and 27 seconds, Lane opens the door to Badger's room and finds Badger surrounded by five trashy women. At 51 minutes and 34 seconds, Lane wishes the partiers Happy New Year and exits closing the door. At 51 minutes and 50 seconds, we cut to the next day shortly before lunch, and Mom is preparing some kind of boiled seafood dish while Badger prepares his order for a space shuttle that you can build out of household items. And so the minute ends. little business to take care of first. Uh, You want to cover that, Jason? Yes. In previous minutes, uh, we have mispronounced one of our star's names. We've been saying Amanda Weiss all this time, when it turns out it's officially Wiss. As in Swiss Miss. Interesting. How did you learn this? Well, I follow her on Facebook, and she declared that one day. She literally said, it's Wiss like Swiss Miss. Oh, all right. Well, I guess we know then. Sorry about that, Amanda, if you're still listening here at minute 50-whatever-we're-on. Two. (laughs) From now on, we will say Amanda Wiss. Yes. Excellent. Lane bursts through the door. Yes. They're after me. They're after me. This is playing off a gag earlier where Dad is worried that Lane is on drugs. Yes. He's reading, what's the book called? Youth and the Drug Explosion. Dad highlights paranoia. The scene that we didn't see. In the last minute, Lane jumped into his car, Dukes of Hazard style, and got away. With the army of paperboys after him. He gets home. He looks out the window. He must see the paperboys out there, right? Yeah. So what's going on outside the house right now? Are they just, like, milling about, like, zombies in uh, the living dead? I was picturing more of a Precinct 13 situation. <laughs> what do you think their plan of attack is? Are they going for a breach situation? I don't know. It's, it seems to be that the house is off limits. He only seems to attack when uh, Lane is outside. The house is sacred ground? Yeah. It's almost like a vampire. Like, he has to be in, invited in. I like that. Johnny the Vampire. Well, he dresses in black. He delivers newspapers. <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, very vampire thing to do. <laughs> the ones that aren't killing people and murdering them and stealing their wealth, they've got to make money somehow. But those bikers now, they went all the way from the school to Lane's house because Lane left the New Year's Eve dance and immediately encountered the bikers right outside the property yep. as he was going to his car. So what this means is that earlier on when we saw him get in his car, drive for a ways out of the suburban zone into like a strip mall kind of thing. Have the race with the, uh, what's her name? The brothers. The uh, Ree brothers. The Ree brothers. And then end up at school. It's kind of a substantial uh, trip to school. So 
They followed him for quite a ways to to get home. Yeah. You think they're like the E.T. kids and just know a lot of shortcuts through yards? Because they know where they needed to end up. Yeah. I mean, he's delivered papers there, so he he would know the neighborhood. Although, it should be said, Lane is pretty unconcerned once he gets in. (laughs) So I think your theory about the home being hallowed ground is, is a good one. I love that crazy backward climb up the stairs that he does. It's a very silent movie. It's very John Cusack is what it is. True, yeah. Trying to get away from stuff. <laughs> John Cusack spends a lot of time in movies trying to like back away from things desperately. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. He doesn't want to sell anything. He doesn't want to process anything. So he gets upstairs, and there's a party coming from... Badger's room. I'm the father of a 10-year-old. Badger is 8? Yeah. Did we determine? Did you just walk into an 8-year-old's room? I guess we just walked into our 8-year-old's room. But now that he's 10, we don't. So, 8, it's still okay to walk in. However, Badger seems to be a little bit more mature than most children who are eight. Based on this scene, what do you think? Are these women that he's met? I love that smile on his face. (laughs) As Lane opens the door, Badger's just in there smiling so big. Great big grin. (laughs) Did he meet them? Did he just meet trashy women and pick them up? Or are these hookers? (laughs) The book would suggest that he picked them up. Yeah. And he has his... Hugh Hefner jammies on, his silk with, you know, a collar. Yeah. Is he wearing a smoking jacket? That's what I'm saying. Smoking jacket, a.k.a. Hugh Hefner jammies. <laughs> See, check this out. Right here at second 29. What a great job. Okay, so Badger, who's sitting on her lap, he's got how many women in the room here? One, two, three, four, five, six? At least five. At least five, but I think these are hands over here on the left. Oh, no. Yeah, you're right. It's five. They've got a bottle of champagne. They're in their lingerie. All of the women are. They're smoking. The one in the middle is so cordial, you know, looking at Lane like, hi. (laughs) We're just hanging out with an eight-year-old. What's the logical conclusion of this night right here? Does Badger end up having sex with everybody? Well, it's a PG movie, so I'm guessing probably not. Not on screen. (laughs) Off screen. The logical place this needs to go is they are... Having, I almost don't want to say it. Badger's having an orgy with these women. That's what's going on here. I don't know. I I kind of picture him going more of like a nerdy route of just like showing him the plans for the space shuttle and showing him the laser. I would agree, except that he's wearing a smoking jacket and has champagne. Yeah, that's true. He's getting them drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what that was like on set. <laughs> this woman who who lap badger is sitting on. She doesn't seem. How would you describe her? Oh well, she was getting champagne. Oh my god! You know what? I never realized this before. As Lane opens the door, we are catching them in a toast. Look at that! Yeah. They're all getting getting done. Going, you know, to badger. Yeah. Wow. The look on the look on that actor's face is. <laughs> What a fun day that must have been for him. And the classic uh, shot of Cusack through the uh, main girl's legs there. That's a classic, like, paperback shot. Yeah, I mean, and, and this is this is a classic shot. This is, you know, this movie, The Graduate, For Your Eyes Only. This happens over and over again in movies. Yeah. Lane may be the only person who, who's in the shot who isn't perplexed and aroused, but just... <laughs> 
he just looks put upon. <laughs> sexy pair of legs. He's framed between a pe- sexy pair of legs. And his attitude is just like, oh, God. <laughs> really? <laughs> Even my eight-year-old brother is doing better than me. <laughs> well, no, wait a minute. Is that what he's feeling? Is he rejected and is he rejected by Beth, made fun of by... Oh, God, I almost said Chet. By Stalin. Chet. (laughs) And he's coming home, and even his brother is doing better. Or, yeah, even his little brother is doing better than him. Yeah. And substantially better. (laughs) Yeah. Like jackpot. I don't think Lane's ever had six or five showgirls in his room. No. With uh, conducting a champagne party and then possibly having sex with all of them afterwards. (laughs) Not with those mismatched socks. Nope. (laughs) They take one look at the socks and go, there's something wrong with that kid. That's such a lame move. Just shut the door. Walk on down the hall. <laughs> I walked on down the hall. <laughs> he came to the door. He looked inside. Hello, Badger. <laughs> <laughs> then we get a shot of the how to build your own space shuttle using household items. Uh, how to build your own space shuttle. From household items. Is there any indication up to this point that this is craziness? Everything. What What? What are the list of things that Badger's done so far? How to pick up trashy women. Did it. Uh, created a laser gun that actually works. Created a laser gun that really exploded things. It didn't just work. It Star Wars worked. Yeah. So when you see how to build your own space shuttle from household items, as you're watching the movie, I'm thinking, well, they're not really going to go there. This is, <laughs> they're just making it. This is just craziness that they're talking about. Because, like, how could that possibly happen? And I, I, well, I guess we'll find out later. Yes. Oh, I've got, I've got serious questions. This whole timeline thing, just, what is this? Okay, we know for sure that it's New Year's Eve. Yes. He definitely says Happy New Year's. Yep. It's definitely a New Year's dance. It's definitely New Year's. Mm-hmm. And I touched on this in earlier minutes, but what time is it right now? As he comes into Badger's room and sees Badger with his harem... <laughs> what time is it? Is it after New Year's? Is he home because New Year's happened? Hmm. Like, what's going on at that dance? Everyone was totally awake. Parents were waiting outside to pick people up, even the high schoolers. Yeah. All of the all of the paper boys were out. Dad is up still. Yeah, it's like, is, has the countdown to the New Year begun yet? Well, Badger and the harem are toasting. Yes. That suggests New Year's, New Year's has happened. Possibly just as he's going up the steps. So why would he leave the New Year's Eve dance early? Why would anybody? Because everybody was like leaving. Yeah. Do you recall that? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. It just seems so like leaving early because the scene was so brief. Well, the band was still playing when he left. Yeah. And they didn't have like a big, you know, 10, 9, 8, countdown. Yeah. So there was nothing to suggest that New Year's Eve, that, you know, the New Year had, had happened. Right. There's no good night, everybody. He got home really fast because he was running away from the from uh, the the paper boys. Yes. So what time is it? <laughs> it's a conundrum. It's New Year's Eve. Everyone went to a New Year's Eve party and then left before the New Year's Eve happened. Yeah, left before the ball dropped. The other ball. Oh no, that's a different movie. <laughs> Are we talking about cryptorchidism all of a sudden? Oh my god. <laughs> I don't even know what that word is, but I sense that it should be discussed with you. <laughs> okay, I have to know. What is that word? That's when they haven't dropped. Why do you know that word? <laughs> I used what to... your life has led you to this moment, Jason? 
Well, um, to tell a dirty secret, uh, I used to read the dictionary for fun. No, you didn't. Don't say that out loud. <laughs> don't, don't do that. <laughs> hey, you want to actually look at the show notes? Yeah, that might help. <laughs> we were winging it major, folks. Hey, did you notice, now that I'm looking at the notes completely spontaneously, that the railing on the stairs are loose? No, I didn't. Give me a second here. Now I have to look. Okay, he's backing up. Look at that! Yeah, it's pretty wobbly. That is some shoddy workmanship right there. <laughs> Second 14. Now, wait a minute. I thought we had determined... What's this outside, what's this outside light doing on the inside of the house? <laughs> what kind of universe is this? <laughs> Did we determine that this is a set? It is a set. I remember now. It's a set. Yeah. Because we spotted key lights and everything in the teapots. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, then I guess I can forgive it. It's not somebody's house. It's just a set. I guess the thing can be wobbly, and we're just supposed to let that go. <laughs> but, man, it takes me right out of the movie. Now I don't believe it. <laughs> that was the jump the shark moment for you, huh? <laughs> well, also, well, no, here's my real question for the minute. Where's Jenny? Where's Mom? Is she in bed because it's too late? Hmm. If, if uh, of all the people in the house, doesn't it seem like Jenny would be the person who would stay up for midnight and make a big deal out of it? Yeah. Like, she would have a suit. <laughs> yeah, she would have the... Uh... I feel like she would she would have, like, hats and, and, you know, whistly blow things. Glasses with the ear on them. Glasses with the ear on them. That would be her. Yeah. She would have um, organic fruit juice. <laughs> organic sparkling fruit juice for everybody to toast in the new year with. Yeah. Probably, like, in some flavor that sucks, sadly. <laughs> Apricot. Oof. Uh, yeah, I know. But she is missing. It's Dad. Everybody's up but Jenny. And she's not being away. And by the way, as long as we're talking about it, how did the girls get in the house? Okay, I'm jumping back and forth a little bit here. How did these girls get in the house? Hmm. Did they just come up the steps and Dad was like, Hey, show girls. <laughs> way to go, son. No. <laughs> <laughs> Call if you need anything. <gasps> what if Badger is Wyatt Donnelly from Weird Science, and he created the women on his computer just in his room? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. That's weird. That's that's too much of a shared universe. That would that would take a lot of juice, considering how much it took to make one girl. Yeah, but that one girl is Kelly LeBrock. These are just run-of-the-mill dance girls. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Showgirls. They don't have, like, big headdresses on their heads, though, but... Oh, yeah, you're right. They really are hookers, aren't they? <laughs> Damn it. They could, they could be burlesque dancers. Uh, I mean, I guess. They're in lingerie, though. They're not in costumes. <laughs> They're just straight up in their panties. Yeah. Yeah, I think the sad... The sad truth is that Al's credit card probably has a discreet ding on it. <laughs> For for a thousand dollars, still though, Al was guarding the door because he was worried about his son. I mean, he literally was standing there with um, drugs and the youth explosion. Yep. Or youth and the drug youth, explosion. Youth, youth and the drug explosion. <laughs> Either way, it works for me. The first one would be a pretty good band. <laughs> and actually, the second one is a pretty good band. But side point: How did Badger get him up to his room? Through the kitchen and then sneak around. That must be it. Kitchen door. Yeah, because I could see him getting past Mom. <laughs> yeah, Jenny just vacuuming going, oh, hi, Badger. <laughs> That's nice, dear. <laughs> <laughs> well, the time has come, Jason. What is in the boiling pot? 
it looks like some kind of bouillabaisse. Because we've got tentacles, we've got crab claws. If I were to look up bouillabaisse right now on the internet, would I encounter Japanese porn? <laughs> that would be hentai. Okay, good. Thank God for that. Okay, so let's move on. What is it? it the tentacles are stiff and move independently. They're not just flowing. They, they have, like, they're able to move around. Yeah. And it's got a beak. <laughs> Doesn't it have a beak? Oh, it's got claws. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's like it's a, a lobster claw. claw. It's got lobster claw, but it's got tentacles. Okay, so so obviously the word bully base is, is something you need to educate me on. What, what, what is it? It's like a... Is, first of all, is it real? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's like a miscellaneous fish. It's like a miscellaneous seafood dish. Are you saying that this is a combination of things? Like there's a crab in there, but there's also an, like an, a squid? Yeah, squid, crab, and probably lots of shrimp. See, I always interpreted this as being one single creature. <laughs> Something out of like Godzilla, you know? Well, we are talking about Savage Steve Holland. Yeah. And by the way, it's still alive. You have to cook lobsters alive because they have a poison sack that will burst if they die or something and poison all their meat, right? That's a thing. Yeah. So this thing, whatever it is, has that. One creature or two creature. One creature or two creature. They're the same color. Yeah. But the color they are is boiled. Yeah. But they're not dead yet because they're still moving around. (laughs) But they're also not attacking her. Right. It's almost like she's giving him a bath. <gasps> what if this isn't a dish? What if she is giving a pet a bath? A nice warm bath? Those are bath salts, a little <laughs> Epsom salt to soften their skin. So it's like an Adam Family Munsters kind of pet. Isn't it? <laughs> well, of course, there's evidence for her not fully cooking food anyway. Badger, it's your turn to uh, walk the squidipus. I don't know what... Hey! Wait a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, I have to deal with this. My son, Maxwell, has come into the room, and he charges me a dollar every time he hears me swear. I heard you say the D word earlier. How am I up to $152 in the swear jar? Because <laughs> before you're on $151. <sighs> oh, don't dab at me. You get out of here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you are not to listen to recording sessions anymore. Well, what if I put a third recorder in the recording session so I can count up all the dollars afterwards? You're evil. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am. Have you got anything else for this minute? Is there anything else? I'm just going to talk about the nice little uh, continuation of Dad's fashion sense. Okay. Okay, when he's reading the drug explosion book, he's got a spotted tie. And you you cut to the next scene. The the next time you see him in the kitchen the next morning? Yeah. He's got a spotted shirt that looks, I mean, it's a different color, but it's like the same pattern. <gasps> oh my God, it is. But it's only slightly a different color. It's almost like the lighting could have made that the same color. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And the, the shirt that he's wearing in the, the kitchen scene looks like Felix the Cat's magic bag. I had a jacket very similar to that when I was a wee little lad that I always loved because it looked like uh, Felix the Cat's bag. Did you find Felix creepy? Not back then, no. You weren't creeped out by Felix the cat? No. Man, I was. <laughs> that cat, I, I hated it. <laughs> I hated Felix the cat. I don't even know what that... Was that a local thing or was that all over the world? Did everyone know about Felix or was that just yeah. us with the Sioux City show, Betty Lou in the House of the Magic Window? Oh, God, yeah, Betty Lou. Because that's where I saw it. Yeah, well, that version of Felix the cat was really bizarre. 
Okay, so I don't have an accurate representation of what Felix the Cat is based on watching only Betty Lou in the house with the magic window, which was just a puppet stage, basically. Yeah. Oh, and she also she showed movies. Yes. That's actually kind of a good idea. Anyway, <laughs> so why was that bizarre? I mean, what don't I know about Felix the Cat? Well, it's just, well, the, the main villain was Master Cylinder. Yeah, he was a, a, a sentient cylinder. And his job was to... Uh, Help cars stop? <laughs> Basically. I don't know. Well, there we go. It looks like his bag. I think I am... I'm all talked out for this minute, Jason. I wish I knew what that was. I'm going to go on the internet. I'm going to try and find it. A thing that has claws and tentacles. <laughs> I'm afraid where that search might take me. <laughs> I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I think there's going to be schoolgirls involved. I think there's going to be squids involved. And it won't be appropriate for Like, I won't be able to share my research with, with the audience. <laughs> well, hey, everybody. The Better Off Dead Minute podcast is a fan project by Curtis Blaze and Jason Hummel. The movie Better Off Dead was created by Savage Steve Holland and presented by Warner Brothers in association with A&M Films. The movie Better Off Dead was created by Savage Steve Holland and presented by Warner Brothers in association with A&M Films. The Better Off Dead Minute podcast is produced and edited by Curtis Blaze. Our opening music, Suicide for You, is by Skatrid. You can follow the Better Off Dead Minute on Twitter at BOD Minute and at our Facebook group at the Better Off Dead Minute Crisis Support Service. Oh, and at betteroffdeadminute.com. Don't forget to leave us a voicemail or text at 712-830-7373. Also, don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Thank you to the Star Wars Minute guys for graciously allowing us to steal the format. If you would like to listen to other Movies by Minute podcasts, check out moviesbyminutes.com. Join us tomorrow for the Better Off Dead Minute podcast, Minute 53. Until then, I'm Curtis. And I'm Jason. Good night. Good night.